Hello, and welcome back to the Slow Growth Podcast. This is Episode 2, Living Systems and the Three Slow Growth Principles. The story of the artist in Episode 1 can be described more abstractly. Slow growth is a method of refining and building things that are alive. You, for example, are alive. Anything you do repeatedly is a living process. Living processes are those in which the products that emerge are different every time. They're not machine manufactured. Living processes are constantly morphing in ways that are half predictable, half mysterious. They contain many moving parts, all interacting and depending on each other, like ants in an ant colony, or cells in a liver, or organs in a body, or humans in a book club. Living processes contain active contradictions within them, forces pulling the system in opposite directions simultaneously. Sally wants to read literary nonfiction. Barbara wants to read a play. The collective club is enriched by the tension. Another example from your body. Your spinal cord is literally always being pulled by its ligaments to get shorter, while the discs are pushing the vertebrae apart making the whole spine longer. This opposition is always happening. Push and pull. In living systems generally, this kind of contradictory tension playing out on long timescales makes the system strong and flexible. Slow growth, then, is what you do if you recognize that whatever you're trying to accomplish in your life all the projects and the products are just part of your living process. None of them is the key to happiness, health, community, or whatever you think you want out of life. They all serve your living process. None of them can contain your living process, but your living process contains all of them. This is not to say that you shouldn't pursue goals just that it's an illusion to think that any of them will bring you more peace, joy, or full aliveness than you can already achieve right now and at every step along the way before achieving them. So how can we reconcile wanting stuff we don't have or wanting to be versions of ourselves that we aren't yet with the fact that getting those new things or becoming those new selves won't give us lasting happiness? Just take the best of both worlds. Don't sacrifice your aliveness right now for the hope of some idea of a better aliveness later. In other words, try slow growth. The question then is, how does one do slow growth? The method of slow growth can be boiled down to three principles. The first is practicing presence, like the artist from last episode. Your mind can move at any speed. Speed means distance divided by time. 
The slowest your mind can move, then, is at the speed of the present moment, unfolding within and around you. Short distance, real time. This maximizes both your feelings of aliveness now and your potential for growth. Being present, focusing on what you can sense in each moment as it happens, is the most effective way to perform well at something while also learning how to do it better, while also finding it fun and playful at the same time. Otherwise, practice and performance must be separated because humans act differently when we're being evaluated and when we're just playing. Practice is a torturous slogging, and performance is a blind dash to beat a falling sword. If you're fully present, however, then practice and performance are easier because when you're present, your mind is focused on what's real right now, not on what could be real in the future, depending on how good or bad the present is interpreted to be. True freedom is not minding that you don't know what's going to happen next. This is what you get when you're fully present. The second principle of slow growth, enabled by presence, is a harmony of opposites, especially the pair of doing and non-doing. As much effort as you put into something is how much rest you should give yourself afterwards. The most fundamental example of balancing effort with rest is deep breathing. Inhale. You actively expand your torso. Exhale. You simply rest. To do slow growth, practice breathing in all kinds of different ways. Find one method you like. Breath buffers the mind-body connection. If your mind is going nuts and you breathe rhythmically, the nuttiness of the mind won't negatively affect the body as much. Breathing and other ways of balancing being with doing are good for health, both physical and mental. Illness happens when we get stuck either in too much or not enough action. Being and doing have to respect each other, support each other, become each other. Breathing does this naturally, but there are other ways to balance them as well. The third principle of slow growth is the connection between the biggest problems and the tiniest solutions. The tiniest things you do a million times over years and years are what cause your problems. And they're what solve your problems. The biggest problems can only be solved over long periods of time. The only solutions that work, then, are the ones we keep using over long periods of time. These are the tiny changes that slightly open the energizing flows in our lives or slightly close the energy leaks. They are our habits. If you want to start a revolution with an ultimate goal of making people happier, for example, skip the revolution and just find the smallest thing you can do that will make you feel like you're contributing to that ultimate goal. Then do it regularly. Make food for someone. Call someone just to listen. Read to someone. If they don't appreciate it, 
find someone else who does, so that you'll naturally want to keep doing it. If you find the right tiny solution that's easy to repeat, it will automatically build on itself through you as a living process. You will get your revolution, but you'll also enjoy what comes before it, because you'll already have been achieving your ultimate goal of making others happy every day, long before the revolution comes. <laughs>